and, and to make it even more complicated, ass can be divided. Like, because if you are an ass, that means that you're being stupid. But if you're half ass, <laughs> then it, it means that uh, it means that you are not concentrating properly. <laughs> and if you go even smaller, if you are a piece of ass, <laughs> then you are beautiful. My lords and members of the House of Commons. I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. Morning, buddy. How you doing? Good morning. I'm okay. You right? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. We, we got this thing. We got this thing. Okay. It's called beanies. It's like it's like flavored coffee, but it's like super duper, like flavored and we've got caramel. And I've been having a lot of caramel coffee. No sugar, just caramel coffee. There's so 100% good. caramel in there. No, it's 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 like it's like the if not, it's sweet coffee. It's sweetness that make you go poop. Oh no. Well, isn't coffee supposed to help with that anyway? I don't know. I know it makes you pee. Makes you a wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a liquid, right? You got the yeah, liquids? But, yeah, but caffeine is a diuretic. Yeah, caffeine's a diuretic. So... Yeah. So you tell you telling me I'm drinking all of this fluids and I'm I'm not getting any benefit out of it and I'm just ending up sitting down. You're getting a, a caffeine high <laughs> and, and a wee. Actually, maybe the caffeine does stimulate your bowels, so maybe it does you go poop. It does. It does stimulate the bowels. I know it also helps. Uh, when I had uh, COVID, I was drinking a hell of a lot of coffee because it keeps the blood flow good for your lungs. I heard that uh, asthmatic patients should get like a really strong cup of coffee if they're having a little bit of like a a weak day. But I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But but uh, I just enjoyed coffee a lot when I was sick. Yeah. Especially when I could start tasting it again. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of coffee. I don't like tasting. Yeah, it, you don't drink coffee. You crazy no, human but being. I love when you've made a cup and I can just smell it. Mm. <laughs> okay, in the news today, would you like to start off with the coolest thing that I've found out ever in the history of the world? Go on, hit me. It's better be the coolest right. ever. Okay, this is this is cool because it's like it's got all the sci-fi. It's, it's like, uh, there's this movie called Dread. It's filmed in Johannesburg, South Africa. And it's the coolest ever, because there's a scene where he puts like glue on a cut and then the glue like heals him up. So, okay. what they found now, newly developed glue, in quotation marks, marks, inspired by barnacles, you know, like barnacles. Like in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. They can seal bleeding tissues within 10 to 15 seconds. They've like found a way to extract or like develop glue from this barnacle dude and they're gonna use it for for surgeries and stuff 10 to 15 seconds to stop bleeding how cool is that so they can just stem bleeding yeah they like they like glue that's glue awesome stuff up. that's freaking awesome it's so cool i remember a friend uh there's a guy named stevie ray vaughan a great blues guitarist the dude was ridiculous and um, my playing style has always been similar to his because I'm really, really harsh with the strings. Like I hit the strings really, really hard. And um, he was playing guitar and uh, his fingers started going like like really raw because obviously you develop calluses, but he's just like getting mm -hmm. really messed up because he was he was working really hard. And he took a glue, you know, like, uh, like your standard wood glue type of thing. And he put mm -hmm. it on his fingertips so that he could like 
like have fingertips because he was just messing them up raw. <laughs> the guy used to put really, really thick guitar strings on to get like extra bluesy grunginess. Is it true he that was so good? Guitarists should have callousy fingers. Yeah, yeah good guitar. Ew. Well, you don't. It's, it's more of a development that you get over time. To be completely honest, it's not like. Um, it's not like uh, when you do weightlifting, you know, in your in your palms, you get those calluses where you uh, pick up the weights and you develop those mm -hmm. palm those those calluses. It's not like those because those normally get quite harsh. Or anybody that works with uh, like um, what's it called? Landscaping. If they work with like shovels and stuff like that, those guys normally get like really really hardcore hands. But honestly, after a while, you don't even notice it. It's honestly you just get used to it. Mm -hmm. But there are some guys who do develop. <laughs> There's one thing that I could never do, and that's the flamenco guitaring. You know, like the the like Spanish the guitar, Spanish guitar work. Yeah, you've got to grow your nails like really long, Ooh, and then no. you got to play with your nails. No, I could no. never do that. I tried. I tried it. I just my nails just it just didn't feel nice. It felt really icky. I Not would be happy. It felt like they were gonna bending. No, I would be. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy if you grew your nails. That grosses me out when guys have long nails. Yeah. They get dirty, and you can see the dirt underneath them, and they're just no. <laughs> it's just not nice. Yeah, but it's to make beautiful music. But not beautiful hands. At least my long nails are beautiful. <laughs> okay, nice shade of purple. Even though I suggested lilac, what is up with this? I, I'm going for. <laughs> we're going into autumn, so I've gone for an autumnal color. Summer's Autom done. Autumnal. 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 Okay. In other news, Ed Asner, the dude who voiced up, you know, the square head dude. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, what's, what's that guy's name again? What was his name? Oh, uh... Don't put me uh, on the spot. All I now remember this... is that he's square and his wife is circle. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like everything is square and circle with him. And it just always reminded me, like, like you can't have relationships that are really awesome where two people are so different because he's such a grump and she's so happy. And then he stays a grump, but I just I just like that whole like underlying story from up. Anyway, the guy who did the voice acting. Uh, he passed away. He was a really really great uh, uh, like sitcom actor as well in the nineties. He had a lot, of, a lot of like grumpy old man roles. From did you what? Enjoy up? I enjoyed up, but I don't know him from anything else. He had like a typical old man voice. So um, oh man, I can't remember. All I remember, he was pretty much the old guy who would shout at the kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> he had such a good voice, though, you know? Such a, like, a nice quality old man voice. It was really hard to mimic. Mm. What's your favorite Pixar film? Favorite Pixar film? Bugs Life. I like that. Why? I, don't I wouldn't know. even be able to tell you the actors in that. All I remember is there's a really sad um, grasshopper. He's like playing violin with his legs. <laughs> I just remember that. And then there's a ladybug that's actually really aggressive. <laughs> ladybugs are really aggressive. Like they they eat the hell out of aphids. They're really really helpful. Yeah, they do. They eat aphids to death. Death by aphid. Ugh, death by ladybug. Ladybug aphid killer. Is it ladybug or is it ladybird? Ladybird. Ladybug because it's Lady a bug. Uh. Isn't it? What other Pixar films are there? There's a lot. Uh, Wally -E was amazing. There's this oh, footage that well, just got that's released. That's Disney, no? Uh, I think it's Pixar, isn't it? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna get into trouble. <laughs> we did not prep 
any Pixar talk besides the dude passing away. No. <laughs> Hang on. Wally. Think, thinking. Wally. Anyway, while you're Eva. thinking, there was this really, really cool footage that was released of uh, one of the Comic Cons, and this mm. guy made like a pure remote control Wally. Wally, whatever. And uh, this guy's walking around, uh, just like a <laughs> standard dude filming cool stuff. And then this Wally, you can't see the 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 guy controlling him because he's obviously like hidden away somewhere. He didn't know where he was. But this this like perfect sized everything like rolls up to him, and then it's got like the eyes because you know the eyes go all like cute. And, like, uh huh. Looks at him. And he's like Wally, and then his hand comes out and he shakes his hand, and then he drives away. <sighs> Are you looking at Pixar films? I am. I don't think hey. Bugs Life. I don't think Bugs Life for Pixar. Because I just realised. Because I was going to say Toy Story. Mm-hmm. But then, and then I was just like, isn't Wally Disney? Disney is Pixar. It's DreamWorks mm-hmm. that's the other one. So I think a Bugs Life was DreamWorks. So actually, my favourite Pixar film is Toy Story. Ooh, Toy Story was good. Pixar Toy is Story the Disney one. So yes, mm. Wally is Disney. So dumb, okay. dumb. Interesting. I honestly never knew the difference. All I knew was that they started releasing things that are quite similar, like Finding Nemo and Shark Tale. They happened really close together. Mm-hmm. It really bugged me. I was like, are they competing? Are they the same thing? Yeah, it's just me. Does uh, DreamWorks have like a a big winner, like a really popular movie that they've just like... Shrek, I guess. Shrek this? Shrek's Dude. DreamWorks. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> okay, uh, let's see what else we have in news. Oh, okay, this is an interesting one. So there's this obvious continuous arguments about vaccinations, right? Oh, so yes. You got the pro-vaccination dudes and the anti-vaccination dudes. And everyone's got their purpose and their arguments. And to be completely honest, out of all the arguments happening online, like, I just don't feel like it's necessary to have a point. <laughs> I, I'm tired of arguing about this kind of stuff. The science is this, but then if you look at like uh, World Health Organization, they got really confused about a lot of stuff. So like a lot of the, it's just like, like it's difficult. Everything is confusing. <laughs> but there was a dude in Florida. Do you know about the Florida man meme? No. Okay, I'll explain that later. <laughs> Florida host um, who called himself Misty, Mr. Anti-Vax dies of COVID-19. His name is Mark Bernier, who was hospitalized for three weeks. And then unfortunately he passed away because of the COVID-19 uh, virus. Kind of sucks. But if you're going to call yourself Mr. Anti-Vax, I mean, like, that's that's a strange way to go. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> a strange way Florida. to go. It's a strange <laughs> way to go. And obviously you would never wish that upon anyone at all. But if you're going to have such a strong view and name yourself Mr. Anti-Vax, mm-hmm. why did I just say anti? It's anti. I'm copying it from you. Mr. Anti-Vax. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, mm-hmm. you've kind of got to accept the consequences of that decision. Any decision you make, everyone's entitled to their own decisions, but every decision you make, you've got to fully stick by that and accept the consequences. Yeah. And unfortunately, this was a consequence of it. But overall, I'm so bored and fed up <laughs> of talking about arguing. covid everything oh, yeah, relates dude. covid oh, it, COVID i think it's got to the point where we just need to accept okay this is this is life now 
because yeah. it's not going away numbers are not decreasing nothing's getting so we just yeah. need to get on and if that means There's having a... the vaccination so you can get on with life you can do it yeah. it was a really great tweet uh like a couple of weeks ago i can't remember but it's um one of these like dating advice uh like coaches mm-hmm. this lady i can't remember her name but her tweet was after covid starting to sound a lot like but he'll change <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was funny. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) I wonder how that world's changed since COVID. Dating. Yeah. Uh, Because you imagine you were you were single in March 2020. Mm Mhm. Like I have a lot of friends on Facebook that are like now in relationships. Even some of them ended relationships. And the relationship where you can't see each other. Well, I don't know. I don't know how they worked it out. Like how? To be completely honest, from a from a, a South African perspective, they sort of like um, taught us a lot in uh, like school because uh, Mandela was re- had really strong viewpoints about HIV that it was a pandemic. So with the education and everything, they really forced us to think about the consequences of HIV and anything related to contracting HIV and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So for us over here to have like a thought process of, hi, person I'm chatting to, we should go get a test before we start like chatting in person, which is like a pretty standard thought because over here, it's like a pretty common practice or rather it's a pretty common thing to teach young adults to go get an HIV test together mm-hmm. before doing anything related <laughs> to that's, that. That's perfectly not fine. That's sensible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sensible. So for us to take a leap to say like, okay, you get your Rona test, I'll get my Rona test. And you know, if we're both negative, we'll meet up type of thing. That's so fine. But I think the yeah. psychological, like, do you reckon apps like Tinder and Bumble and... Grinder, is that the guy? Gay one? <laughs> Grinder, I don't know about Grinder, but there's, <laughs> is it? It's called Hinge. There's Hitch? Hinge. Hinge is like Hinge. the Facebook one, right? I don't know, but do you reckon they took a dive? Because I think the messaging date? services went up, possibly. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of the dudes would just like, oh, this person's in my area, and then they just go there and meet, right? So, but I don't they know. could I You're in now. lockdown. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I Friends of mine said that they, they tried to maintain social distancing as much as possible. And that uh, when they did go and meet somebody on a date, um, they would maintain social distancing as much as possible every other way. So likewise, if it was somebody that stays by themselves in their apartment and then they go meet somebody else, so they're not infecting household to household mm-hmm, type of mm-hmm. thing. So if they do get sick through this one interaction they can literally like okay that was the interaction i got sick at and then they're like stuck at home so yeah i've got a friend in london a few friends in london who are like still in the dating scene mm. and uh yeah yeah it's a strange time uh, i don't i don't want to know <laughs> i'm so glad i don't know thank you it's nah. a confusing world i'll stick yeah. with you i don't want to do dating yeah, it's just too much admin. I feel like you need to write out a CV nowadays, right? It's like, listen, I have these points of conversation that I can keep up. 
and uh, you're gonna have to listen to me talk about these points of conversation. <laughs> and then you know you like trade CVs, and it's like, oh man, they want to talk about sports. Yeah, but then you know I'm willing to listen to them talk about, I don't know, soapies. I think you should get like, references. I mean, references. Can you imagine getting a reference from an ex? <laughs> <laughs> bad idea i mean it's like yes they have my dave matthew cd i hate them it's like oh stealer of cds i mean you're on probation at the moment we've not signed the contract so maybe i should start (laughs) gathering your references well i have a list of i have a list of people that can be good character references so you know uh come into the twitch stream and there's a whole bunch of people there that like me (laughs) i think they like me more I'm pretty sure they like you more. I don't. I don't know how to feel about that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But- Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, news. News. OnlyFans. You said you wanted to chat about OnlyFans a little bit. Yeah, because we we touched on OnlyFans last week and sort of how mm-hmm. it's changing and taking away. Uh, they're gonna ban. What date is it from? Has it already happened? That it's sexually okay. explicit content. Yeah, they said they were gonna ban it. And then there was this huge uproar. Like, all the content creators were like, okay, well, screw you, I'm going to go to these other places. Mm. And then OnlyFans was like, <laughs> whoopsie poopsie, come back. And then they were like, nope, changing terms and conditions, you can come back now. Oh, so I now didn't know this. Yeah, they, 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 they like, oh, whoopsie, you know, uh, we didn't really, like, there was something. They, they literally said, we made an error, please come back. And then that was it. I think the, the income dropped by like a massive amount oh well, of course it's That's going crazy. to crazy yeah yeah which but it confuses mm. me because they said that the um the initial changes were prompted by uh the bank- banks banking partners yeah and being able yeah, to like allocate Visa banking and mm-hmm. and stuff. yeah yeah but surely i mean whether it's weird foot pictures or it's porn if you're attached to that you're attached to it so surely the banking partners would want to encourage something that drives income it's a business after know. all I okay think... i didn't know that happened yeah. that's supposed to that's supposed to change because i was gonna say otherwise well, you're pushing people to maybe unsafe ways of working well that's the thing i think with the rise in something like OnlyFans, they realize that there's this massive demand for people who develop that content and who want to subscribe to that kind of content they need a safe platform mm. and i think one of the greatest things about it is that there's this uh level of safety for the content providers and content creators because um like for example there's this lady her name is amaranth she's a very popular twitch streamer and she actually released like a whole she's so smart she is so freaking smart but like her content is not based on her brains i can tell you that much <laughs> so um she released like a virtually like this in-depth interview about the nature of her income and her highest form of income was only fans like almost 1.3 million us dollars a month and um like it's ridiculous amounts of money and she has had stalkers come into her house and a common thing is that they they pretty much say that there's like a drug dealer so they firstly they get doxxed which is internet term for releasing somebody's address with malicious purposes Mm -hmm. so so she got doxxed pretty bad pretty much everybody knows where she lives and uh then what they do is they then um contact the police and they say that there's shooting and gang violence happening like right there and then the swat pitches up which is like 24 armed dudes 
with the intention to shoot assailants. Um, she said that she's so used to that that the sergeant literally calls her like once a day and says, okay, we've had two people today. Tell us he comes to watch you. And then they got like a secret word for her to say, no, I'm safe, I'm fine. And um, the crazy. latest thing for, Yeah, the latest thing for her is that um, this dude... Well, we're assuming it's a dude. She said that she's got the CCTV footage and she's opening up a case, but it was pretty much a massive case of arson. Dude tried to burn down a house. Wow. <laughs> Which is crazy. So so that's the thing. Like, people question the nature of their content, right? They, they, they question, you know, what they're doing is weird and that kind of stuff. And she's probably like the the most popular Twitch streamer slash OnlyFans content creator. Um... And, and she's got these huge safety issues because there's literally people trying to set a house on fire and people telling the police to come and raid her house and stuff. And OnlyFans developed a safe platform and I think, yeah, it's kind of understandable that OnlyFans is going to get some pretty big competition, especially if they're saying, go away, no come back, go away, well, no come back. <laughs> no matter what, that content is always going to exist. You somewhere on the internet mm. it is going to exist and as long as people mm -hmm. are uh consenting adults and they're mature enough you know mm -hmm. do what you want as long as there's not an issue but yeah. by taking that sort of safe online platform way at the end of the day a sex worker is a sex worker mm -hmm. and whether they're doing it virtually and able to generate an income in a mm -hmm. safe space that they're not able to be accessed great you take that yeah. away from them you're pushing them into more dangerous working environments yeah yeah or like an environment where they can get doxxed or, or like an environment where somebody's going to pitch up at the house yeah or, or like an environment where if somebody wants to keep their content digital but a customer wants to get like the the physical version mm -hmm. you know it's gonna it's gonna get hazy it's gonna get like hectic it's crazy it's really really crazy but to my mind um i mean like it was it was a really popular thing the, I think the problem that OnlyFans really had was that when you say OnlyFans, you assume that it's explicit material, right? Mm hmm Whereas it started with, like, cosplayers and gamers and just general, like, uh, content content creators. So it's, like, sort of, like, the same. Uh, th their name is now associated with it. And, I mean, the whole of society thinks that way. Well, of you, course. You're not going to get anyone to change their mind. Hmm? No, it's not. And I, I mean, I think they really sh any sort of service where you're putting people in front of other people should expect that. And then they sex sells, and it's mm -hmm. a cheap way. Mm -hmm. You've seen it on Twitch. The most popular streamers are the YouTube uh, YouTube streamers, no, hot tub streamers. Yeah, it was like a very popular thing a couple of months ago. So that whole hot tub like category is just crashed it's like well people aren't watching it. it really people are watching it <laughs> i just don't think that people want to see hot tubs now now it's like it'll be the asmr thing so they got these like special mics that make it sound like they're licking your ears and stuff okay asmr is the weirdest thing in the world and it creeps me out <laughs> i think it's honestly just like a subconscious thing your body either reacts to it or it doesn't so what is it react. actually it's doing something to your brain isn't it because it makes me okay. physically angry. Like, it's meant yeah. to chill you. I get angry when I hear ASMR But that's the stuff. thing. That, that's your 
like biological reaction whereas some people get i don't know how to explain it but like imagine somebody's tickling your back but like in a really nice way mm. and it's like raining outside and it's like really calm and and you get like that little shiver of like happy goosebumps, right no but it's like a literal shiver down your spine mm. it's like, you know that that is what these guys get from it but there's the erotic version which is now pretty popular on twitch which is pretty much just uh, a, a content creator in very tight clothes licking microphones <laughs> um or you get the actual asmr like specialists so for example one of our mic tests viewers uh, listeners won't know this me and you playing around we take like a <laughs> makeup brush and you you rub it on the microphone it sounds like yes. somebody walking in snow which is like really cool because you can do like a whole storyline because they feel mm-hmm. all the stuff out like those rain sticks so they put a rain stick on at the back and then you know they do like these story time things there's an art to it but uh, see i think i'd enjoy yeah. that like you know like sleep stories hmm. but the yeah, sleep stories are really good the whispering in the mic really freaks me out it's horrible i'm sorry <laughs> and i just want to punch someone <laughs> i want to punch your face with my whispering mic Ugh, boom, boom. no it makes me angry it's okay. like when people chew loudly oh my goodness oh okay okay question in the way that you were raised mm-hmm. right chewing loudly what what was it was it a form of rudeness was it a form of what was it what was it it was rude if you're chewing loudly you've probably got too much food in your mouth or your mouth's open so less food close your mouth mm-hmm okay yeah now in the way that you were raised what is the assumption when you eat a steak do, what utensils do you get steak knife and a fork exactly a steak and knife so one thing that really confused me when i was like sort of traveling around just a little bit is that within some asian cultures and i can't remember exactly which one but in some asian cultures if you eat loudly and like you make slurpy noises and stuff and actually it's a form of expression that you're really enjoying the meal so if you mm. eat too quietly which is like where the way that we were raised is like you eat quiet <laughs> like don't make weird slurpy noises it's gross but over there if you don't eat loudly it's like rude so you got to know and then in france i know that if you eat meat with a knife you're stating to the cook that the meat is tough and it's very offensive to eat with a steak knife especially I'm not if it's gonna pick on a whole bone. steak up on my fork yeah but if it's more a case if it's if it's on the bone so like if you have something like a shank or something you should be able to peel it off of the bone without any issues hmm. sorry for any vegans listening <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's just culturally this fantastic so you know the okay sign where you make a circle with your index finger and your thumb and you got three fingers up right that in brazil means the same as flipping some of the bird oh wow yeah it's massive and then there was a period of time in uh i think it was some 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 parts of america and usa where it stood for white power oh wow <laughs> yeah whereas over here we're just like in stuck in traffic and then whoopsie poopsie sorry i pushed in front of you and then it's like okay and then you're driving off and then some brazilian guy's like you what <laughs> come here <laughs> wait kick your ass and then you're just like it's okay it's okay it's like no it's not stop it yeah <laughs> it's just crazy like for example in philippines you don't point at people with your finger you point at them with your thumb so you never point at somebody with your index finger you point at a person with your thumb how would that work 
can't. You just point at the person like this. You point your thumb at them, so it's like as if you got a thumbs up, but the your your thumb is pointing at a person. So it's rude. So you'll point like at an animal with your index finger, uh, but you point at a person with your thumb, just because it's considered rude. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for example, one thing I had to learn on the bus over there. Okay. <laughs> talking on the phone. Like I had to be quiet and talking on the phone. Yeah, you do. No, no. Over here. Like, if I'm on the phone, I'm going to make a noise and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to talk loud. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah, but you think it's <laughs> weird to you. say thank you to the bus driver. I don't think it's weird. I think it's nice because the dude is doing an epic job. I think it's weird when <laughs> you go to McDonald's in UK and they don't have something and they say, I'm afraid. We don't have that. Oh, my like, God. What are, you, what are you afraid of? <laughs> don't be you, afraid. You brought it's this up before. We don't say it that much. <laughs> You do say it a lot. I'm afraid we don't have that. It's like, why are you afraid? What did you, did, what did you do? Was there a chicken shortage? What's happening? Okay. Do you know what's weird about South Africa? What you guys say? We say robots instead of traffic. No, no, no. It's And it's something that would maybe come across rude in the UK. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what it means. And so when you say it or your family say it, like, I don't even blink and I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Must instead of should. So I'm struggling to open a jar... And you, instead yeah, of yeah. saying, oh, should I help you? Like, would you like help? Yeah, you're like, yeah. must I help you? Whereas in the UK, it's like, oh, for God's sake. You can't do that. <laughs> must I help you? Are you incapable? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's how that would be a math thing, too. That's how that would be. No, it's your whole family. So I don't know if it's oh, a, really? a Haddam thing. <laughs> but oh, yeah, no. uh, must Love I help that. you? <laughs> like, in the UK, that would be like, oh, no, you don't have to. Don't worry. I can try and sort of like. But you should say, oh, can I help you or would you like me to help you? Not must I, because it's mm. like, oh, I have to do this because you're incapable. <laughs> okay, talking about differences. Uh, you sent us a link. Afghan refugees will face a, a reality in UK. Oh, yes. Uh, just with regards to like the Afghan refugees going through to UK. Like, what's that about? Um, any refugees. The fact that obviously there's a lot going on in Afghanistan, a lot of people are mm-hmm. fleeing at the moment i think mainly mm. to sort of europe um mm-hmm. but the th- life they're going to face when they get to the uk there is so much bureaucracy facing mm. like refugees in the uk do you know there's a backlog of seventy-one thousand refugees refugees waiting to wait i don't know waiting for a decision on whether or not they can stay in the uk or if they're going to get deported back out Oh shit! So they there, waiting to get told to get thrown so out. They, so they arrive in the UK. Oh my god! They go to like a centre in Croydon, and they're sorted and dispersed around the country, and then they mm-hmm. just have to wait for a decision, and it could be months, apparently Dude. even years sometimes. And you know they're not allowed to work. Yeah, that's crazy. They're no access to training, and they have to live on thirty nine pounds something. I think it's thirty nine pounds sixty a week. A week. A week. Dude, that's crazy. For all living costs. Yeah, that's hectic. But are they like given board and lodging and stuff? I think they're given a home, but no, Mm -hmm. like food, toiletries, bills. I think that all needs to be paid out the £39. Hectic. And they can live like that for months. That's crazy. Which is so they're just, they're escaping poverty. I mean, it's war torn as well, but they've not got the fear of war, but they're escaping poverty to come into poverty. Again, for months mm. on end. 
I think it's also, I mean, like, obviously a war-torn country has uh, a much lower quality of life than, you know, being homeless in, like, the, the best country in the world. I'm not saying UK is the best, but, like, in terms of quality of life, I think Canada and Sweden are at the top. Mm. Um, so being a hobo in those areas could be regarded as a better life than being, like, a rich person in a war-torn country, you know? So it's kind of a tough one. But at the same time, like, you know, it's one of those problems where, where it's 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 so difficult to find an easy solution. Likewise, because you're going to get political parties saying what they're happy with, what they're not happy with. We're only going to allow certain people in. And then the assumption of that is that whoever's not those people are not entitled to a good life. It's crazy. That's madness. Hmm. Yeah. I think I saw... I can't remember the, the, the professor, but, but he was doing this like talk on the, the, the nature of assisting like first world countries, assisting third world countries in yeah. terms of immigration. Like, like if, if we have a list of people and we bring them into the country, you know, how many people are we saving from uh, a, a world of poverty? Now, no, he's, he's the whole like discussion is he had these giant, uh, like, vases, these glass vases full of gumballs. Okay. And um, each gumball represented a million people. So so his, uh, ha- like, hypothesis was that um, if we let one million people into USA, you know, to escape poverty and add, yeah. like, actually add to the economy, then it's really good. That's a mm-hmm. million people. That's a lot of people. A year? That's like crazy when you think about just the numbers of how much paperwork to allow one million people within a period of 365 days to live into your country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the thought of it. It's just so many people. So he's like, he used this outrageous example just to show like if we had to do our maximum best, one million people. But then he said the amount of third world countries where people are living in poverty outweighs it to such an extent that there's almost something like within all of these countries there's so many countries yeah with so much poverty that there's almost 10 million births of individuals born per year in these countries so he said a million people you know out of poverty but then 10 million are born it's just impossible this is it's just yeah it's not how are they going to do it mm. i mean the average 35 year old in africa is a grandparent you know that that fact like blows my mind yeah it's just it's just it's just a thing um economically it's a standard thing to assume that poverty stricken individuals are going to have more kids it's just a thing it's just why? I don't know. Why are the I birth rates increase with lower po- uh, lower? Um... I mean, it's kind of tough, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> from from an academic pers- perspective, okay. right? If if you have land, right, and you 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 need people to help you work the land, then it kind of makes sense to sort of make people to work the land. <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> Another one is they simply don't have access to the education related to contraception, which is understandable as well. However, in a world where people do not have television, <laughs> they're going to keep themselves busy with other things. 
they're not going to be discussed in the news. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's, I don't know. I just assume... They're not going to be listening to the Waffles podcast. No. I mean, if they do, that would be great. Send us a tweet. We'd love to know what you guys think. Are we correct in our assumption? When you're not listening to us, are you making babies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, have you named them after us? That's okay. Send us pictures on Twitter. <laughs> Can you imagine a little, someone's got a little Matt and Vix somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've got, like, little microphones and a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, cool. I think we've covered everything. Is there anything you want to... Uh, uh, oh, yes. Love Island. Okay, so yes. firstly, we established in the previous episode, Love Island poo, right? Like yeah, we, we fell poo. out of love with Love Island. It lost yeah, its sparkle. It was, yeah. So then, Liam, who I thought was so boring. I mean, I would <laughs> rather... <laughs> I would rather... Like, the, did you know that there's a live stream? I think it's on YouTube. It's literally walls with paint on, drying. Did you know that? And that was more interesting to you than watching him. I would watch paint dry, literally. Is that actually literally. a thing? Yes. <laughs> it's a literal thing. There's a guy. He's got this like drone attached. It's like following him around while he's got a tractor, like clearing up his fields and stuff. So he does a live stream of him farming. It's a farm stream. Yeah. I would rather watch that. In fact, actually, you know, you know, in the caves, you've got the stalactites and stalagmites. Yes. Right? All right. So they're formed with drops of water. Every drop of water leaves like a little sediment of rock and then it calcifies. And that takes like billions and billions and long term periods of time. <laughs> I know where this is going. I would watch that live. <laughs> then listen to this man speak. So anyway, apparently he was exceptionally charming and they were a great couple and they won. <laughs> I think them winning was a case of, you know, best of a bad bunch. I suppose so. I don't even know who was there. There was Toby and Chloe, who I thought were pretty cool, actually. They also had like a bit of a break up, get back together. Every, all the couples had broken up and got back together at least once. Yeah, and then there's Teddy and Faye. Teddy, I thought, was the coolest dude ever. I like Faye just was cool, and then she was very not cool. But then she's got this great sense of humor, which I'm like, dude, I'm I'm in an abusive relationship with you. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, she just, she just confused my brain. And then there was somebody else. I don't even know who somebody else was. There was a fourth couple. Oh, it was Kaz and Tyler. Oh yeah, and they were weird. Kaz was cool. Kaz, Kaz. Really? Like, I thought she was annoying. Great. No, she was annoying, but but I, I just liked her. She was so like uh, self-involved. And, oh yeah, she loved herself a lot. But you know, out of all those couples, if I had to choose one of them, I would choose to turn the TV off, which is what we did. <laughs> like, anyway, there's um yeah. a rumor. Going around about the winners, uh, Millie and Liam—that's that's boy and boy's mm. name—that they previously knew each other. Because there is mm. photos of—I can't remember the club's name—but a famous club in Ibiza a couple of years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of Liam posing with his pal, and then there's a girl in the background who you can't quite tell, but people swear it's Millie. 
And okay. then if you look at her Instagram, five days later, this was a couple of years ago, five days later, yeah. she's also posting pictures of herself and friends outside this club in the same place. This like beach oh, club. No. That's weird. And so they coincidence, they were both in the same place five days apart or at the same time. Did they know each other? And it got me thinking like, maybe they did. Maybe they weren't in a relationship. Maybe they had a previous relationship. Because can you really build a relationship with someone in that villa? I don't know. I feel like it's similar to, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I feel like it's similar to when you go to college and mm. you study a very specific thing and it's all you focused on, you know, like if you really jump into a topic, uh, something you build and you develop quite quickly. So how long were they in there? Six weeks? Six, six, six eight to eight weeks, something like that. I don't know. It was too long. It was too fucking long. If you focus on anything for six weeks, like trying to get into a relationship, yeah, I suppose you can actually get to know somebody pretty But you're well. not... It's fake. It's not the real world. You've not got real world situations. I mean, they didn't even go on dates, really. They, you know, sit outside. Yeah, the, the, the date ideas were lame, man. The like, front door with a glass of cheap yeah. Prosecco. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys can have some cheese and sit on this rock. You, you know, you don't know each other's friends or family. You don't see each other mm. in the world. You don't see each other's lives. Yeah. So can you really build a relationship that quickly? So maybe they did know each other. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I just can't imagine us. talking to that dude on the phone. I just can't. <laughs> he, you know what? He probably likes his pizza with no seasoning. He probably just likes the dough. He's that guy. He's the guy. You know, there was this There was this funny video. Anyway, this guy calls the pizza place. He's like, dude, you guys completely didn't put any toppings on my pizza. It's just, it's just like dry and powdery. And then he's like, oh, the pizza was upside down. <laughs> Sorry. He's that guy. He's the guy who likes boring pizza because he's, in fact, a boring person. Yeah. He's the guy who waters down his milk before drinking it. What would I you consider like a boring pizza? A boring pizza is pretty much just that focaccia, isn't it? It's got like... Well, that's just bread. Dough and garlic. Although, that's pretty delicious. Sometimes. That's garlic bread. That's awesome. Don't be... No, don't be slaying that. Okay, 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 eat, okay. So, you're telling me that garlic bread is better than Liam? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into the music. Actually, we found a pretty cool band. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're skipping what, what, over what? something here. What have you missed? What? Oh, my Star Wars fact. Your Goodness Star Wars me. fact. Oh my goodness gracious me. I need to hold um, you accountable. This is a thing now. <laughs> Every single time. I have great responsibility. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, trying. Yes. So The Mandalorian. Uh, it's like a series, Disney Plus series, mm. based within the timeline of Star Wars. The Mandalorian, there was a scene where Dave Filoni, the, the, the director, he needed a whole bunch of stormtroopers, like a boatload of stormtroopers. And for some reason, the scene wasn't going to work if you had CGI stormtroopers. And also, a lot of the times, CGI stormtroopers just don't look good because they've got quite reflective surfaces and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what he did, <laughs> he got members of one of the local Star Wars fan club who do stormtrooper like flash mobs and stuff. And he had a whole boatload of these guys just come in, ready-dressed, <laughs> And they all 
like they were all there performing and then they were just like dude this is the coolest ever because they're like part of an actual <laughs> star wars made that series day. They're, they're canon. Like, their fan club is now Star Wars canon. And they're like, dude, that's us. You see that guy that looks like everybody else? That's me. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the, uh, I think it was the, the 501 Legion fan club or something. And, uh, yeah. So, they were all, like, drafted. And, uh, yeah. He, the best way to get a bunch of Stormtroopers is to get a bunch of Star Wars fans. Pretty cool thing. I think it's kind of cool. It reminds me a lot of... Um, who was it? Ah, oh, man, what was it? Oh, it was AFI, I think. AFI, remember the A- AFI punk band? They sing, they yeah, yeah. sing uh, Miss Murder. It was one of their big songs. Mm-hmm. Was it AFI? Oh, man, I hope I'm right. Anyway, um, I used to listen to them like big time back in the early 2000s. They were like standard punk band, a little bit emo, a little bit misfits, you know? Uh, and then as emo became a big thing, like so they went emo focused. And um, over the years, they lost their guitarist for whatever reason, and then they got like a legit AFI fan to join the band. <laughs> so they were like, do you know the songs? He's like, dude, I grew up with these songs. <laughs> it's crazy. It's kind of cool. I think it's also, we watched uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, that, that car karaoke thing. Oh yeah, couple karaoke. Yeah. And, and do you remember, we looked and we were like, who's this new guy? Who's this guitarist? Yeah. Where's he did not. He did not fit. He just looks so young. That's so weird. Like, there's a point where getting a fan in the band is cool, but then getting a fan in the band and it's like, dude, do you have a note from your mom for band practice? Like, <laughs> is this okay? <laughs> but he looks like he's going to make all the mistakes. He needs to make all those mistakes that they made 20 years ago. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of them. And then the they're going to have to, like, wipe his bum and put him to bed. Put the baby to bed. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing that they already did and now he has to get used to it. I don't know. Regardless... Time for music. Found a cool band. Can I tell you about this band? Yeah, tell me. Who we got? Okay. Uh, we got a four-piece skate punk band. Ooh. All right. This is what happens when I choose the music. We get too much punk. You got to come out with some of the indie, some of that, some of that, like, Can I throw goodness. some of my Northeast emo in there? Maybe. If you want to. <laughs> you find something. Okay. So it's a band from Chicago again. I don't know. Chicago's just, just got some great music. And it's a band called The Linden Method. So I thought Linden was, like like a place because over here in South Africa there's a part of Johannesburg called Linden mm. so I'm like okay the Linden method sounds cool but in fact it is not the Linden method is actually like a really great book written by Charles Linden in eliminating anxiety and panic attacks Ooh. which I just thought was cool yeah pretty cool idea mm-hmm. but it is punk so it is kind of don't expect to be chilled <laughs> We're, so we're, it, we're listening to punk. It's, it's, it's loud. It's anxiety-inducing, not reducing. It might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't play it to your mom <laughs> after telling her, you know, that you failed the car. <laughs> the, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just, you know, introduce some Enya first. Release the bad news. Oh, Enya. When she's gotten over it, then play some Linden Method. But hell yeah. Okay, Bonnie, we're going to play it out. You ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, Linden Method. What's the name of the song again? Do you remember? No, this is your... Bad decisions. There we go. <laughs> Definitely play Inya to whoever's got this. <laughs> when you made your bad and decisions. Then, yes, when you finish the bad decisions, now you can have fun with Linden Method, opposite of Enya. Enya, <laughs> if you're here, if you're listening. Here's up. Hi. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> I wonder if she speaks on the phone the way that she sings. She's like, hi. <laughs> Are you okay? 
<laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, let's play the music. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>